What's up, everybody? This is Mind Your Money with Miss Be Helpful, a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right. I am so excited because I have um, a guest on the show who is freaking amazing. What an incredible life story she has. This is Nasima from Financially Intentional. Welcome, Nasima. What's up, y'all? Oh, my Lord. I'm so um, excited to have you on here. So Nasima and I were both um, hosts for different webinars um, as part of the Hella Helpful series that we did with Hey Berna. Well, Hey Berna put the series together. Nasima led a session about debt repayment. I led a session about savings. And um, yeah, after I did that session, I watched her do it. And I was like, ah, I've got to connect with this woman because your story is incredible. It's just, oh, it's so inspirational. So tell us a little bit about yourself. For those of you who out there listening who uh, may not be familiar with Nasima, Nasima, let them know all about you, who you are and what you're doing out there in the world of personal finance. Cool. So um, I am a mommy, a labor and delivery nurse, and um, I got to a point a couple years ago when I was just like, dang, I make too much money to be this broke. Like I didn't have anything in savings. Um, I, you know, was all my sister money, but I had all the things to make it look like I was popping like on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I had the house, I had the car, I had, I had that coveted six figure income, but I was hella broke. And so, but I was the only person that knew that. And so I set on a mission to change that because I, my daughter was turning one and I was like, if I'm not going to do it for myself, I need to do it for her. And so I was like, why am I struggling? I, I initially thought it was because I just didn't know how to invest and I didn't know where my money was going. And so I was like, I got to learn how to invest. Now I'm out of school. I'm, you know, I can, I can really focus on investing. And then when I started researching investment podcasts, for some reason, Dave Ramsey came up and then I started looking at at Dave, listening to Dave Ramsey. And I was just like, oh, maybe it's like this $200,000 in student loan debt that I have $1,900 a month on. And, uh, that's holding me back. And so, um, that got me, um, down a path of, um, budgeting and um, really creating a plan for my money. And in two and a half years, I was able to pay off nearly um, six figures in debt. And in three years, um, build my net worth up to six figures. So that is incredible. Oh, my goodness. So mm-hmm. wait, all of the all of the student loan that was pretty much because you went to undergrad, then you got two masters and, and nursing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it was all yes. pretty much educa- uh-huh. it was all pretty much education debt. That's my student loan debt. Yeah. And then the other was a house in the Bay Area. So it oh. wasn't even like a super duper house. So in the San Francisco Bay Area, the average home price is about $700,000 just to put things in per- into perspective. And then mm-hmm. like other debt that everybody else had. I didn't even have credit cards, which is crazy because wow. um, I, before I, um, had went through a bankruptcy. I went through the last financial crisis, crisis, had a bankruptcy. So I had all my credit cards wiped out, but it was just like, you know, taking out loans from my 403B to put a down payment on my house and, you know, little miscellaneous debts here and there. But yeah, most of it was the house and the student loans. That is nuts, you guys. So you see how, like, I I think one of the things I've been noticing is a lot of people go online and they see financially inspiring people like yourself, your story, and they just think like, oh, those people have it all together. Like Nasima, just like the picture that you just painted, people, like take notes. This is not somebody who's always had her age together. This was a hot mess situation. You just said that you went through a bankruptcy, right? Like that is insane. That's like the... (laughs) That's like, I can't even do anything. I can't even make a payment. I just need to wipe everything and start with a blank slate. Like that means things are pretty bad for it to get to that point. 
Also, you have to know that when I was paying off this debt, um, I went from being a single mom to being married and then in a super duper abusive marriage, Mm -hmm. um, then a divorce. And in order to get out of that divorce, I had to pay a settlement for that. Plus, um, because of the way that I had to file during my divorce process, I owed the IRS $30,000. So on top of all of that stuff, like that's the things, those are the things that I was dealing with, but I was still able to do it. And so, you know, it's just not, you know, black and white and so easy. It was just the, the simple fact of the matter is I knew things had to change and I committed to doing it and I did it despite yep. it all. Yep. I feel like the biggest hurdle for a lot of people, like most of my dad, I didn't have as much debt as you and I didn't have as much of a mix. Everything that I had was credit card debt. But I feel like for me and for a lot of people, actually, the biggest hurdle to get started to just pay off your debt is a mental block. It's just if you can just get over that mental hurdle, that mental the thought that you can't do it, the thought that it's impossible, that it's too much, that it's too scary, that it's too whatever, fill in the blank. If you stop saying that to yourself and you change your mentality, like, Things will start to change. You will start to see your situation change and your behavior too. That's for real. It's all mental. And the thing is, when I was doing it, don't think I was like, okay, I have until this day to pay it off. Like it was just one day at a time. And in the middle of it, I was like, I will never be done with it. But then things just started accelerating and accelerating. I just kept on putting one foot in front of the other and it was done. But it, I just had to believe it was possible and that's it. Yep, that's right. That's step one. So anybody out there listening, watching, who's like bummed out because you feel like you're not going to be able to even take that first step. You don't even know where to begin. Start with your mindset. Start with just telling yourself out loud. Say it in the mirror if you have to. Write it down 10 times a day. Whatever you have to do to tell yourself, it's possible for me to get out of this debt. It's possible for me to you know, fix my financial situation and be in a financially stable place in my life. That is possible. It can happen um, I love that. That is that is awesome. So, okay, let's flip it back to a time where you were just like being reckless. You said you had the car, the house, you had all the, you know, in my in my growing up in my neighborhood, we call that hood rich, right? It look you look like you got money, but you don't have no money. <laughs> That's called exactly. hood rich. <laughs> so I was back definitely when, hood rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all right, so back when you were hood rich, maybe it was then or maybe it was another time, whatever you know comes to mind. But what comes to mind uh for you for a time where you spent so much money on something, like an insane amount of money? Maybe that now you think back to it, you're like, that is insane, and you regret it. You wish that you didn't make that move, that money move, or you wish you could take it back if you could. It was definitely the hood rich moment. It was definitely the house that I bought. That house because I could afford it, because my income showed, by, according to the realtor, that I could afford it, I overbought a house. So I was pregnant. I was single. Mm. But I bought a five-bedroom, five-and-a-half-bath house mm. that I definitely did not need. And so, you know, I, I mean... I, I didn't need to necessarily buy a house during that time, but I could have bought a lot more modest house, a cheaper house. And so that was one of my biggest regrets. Even though I love that house, it was a beautiful house. It was, I definitely overextended myself. Yeah. It just, it just because you love it and makes you happy doesn't mean it's the right financial move for you right now. You know, like there's a lot of people out there that say like, oh, if you love it, spend the money, whatever. And it's like, uh, ooh, skirt, full stop. Hold on. Uh, nah, that's not, I mean, if you can put yourself in that position financially, sure, but it's not always about what you love. I mean, you're going to love a lot of things in life, but you got to make sure it makes sense financially. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear that. Okay. So what about on the opposite end of that money that you spent that today you still believe to your core that it was well spent, even if somebody says, oh, that's too much money. But you for you, it was actually well spent. Yeah, um, I think what people will probably be like, gas. 
about is that I have a Tesla and not like the $30,000 Tesla. I have a Model X Tesla. So it's a $100,000 car. And so (laughs) after I paid off all that debt, I mean, like when I was paying off my debt, I was like, one day, one day I'll have that car. And I told myself once I got to $100,000 in the bank where I could buy the car cash, I would buy it. And that day came sooner than later. And when I did, I made that decision and I bought it. And it's the best decision I could have ever made. I love my car. I get so much value out of it, but, and it to me represents what's possible. I love that. I love that because it's more Mm -hmm. than the car that gets you from A to B and it's more than saving money on gas. It's more than the planet. It's it's a message for you about how far you've come and what you were able to do for yourself that you never probably thought you could do before. And here you go. You have like a car sitting in front of your house that proves to everybody what's possible, how how you flipped your life completely from, you know, 360. You went from the divorce, from the bankruptcy to owning, you know, a a hundred thousand dollar car, a beautiful house and having a positive net worth. That's incredible. That's just, yeah. My Lord, that's like, you see my hair's on end right now. (laughs) That's what that is. Um, All right. So a couple of quick questions about your brand, because I know obviously for people who are struggling financially, like you feel anxiety, you feel stress, you feel pressure, like everything is a problem with money, but yet you found a way to kind of take it, channel it and share it with people. It's like, you know, with your blog, with your podcast, with the brand, like what, um, what made you decide to do that? It's funny because, um, I just know that when I was going through my journey, the sense of freedom and just just control that I had was like I never experienced it. And I wanted it for my friends and I wanted it for other women out there and for our little girls to not have to grow up like we did. And because most of us have girls, we probably have like out out of all my friends, we probably have like three boys in the group. All of us have girls. And so I was like, how empowering would this be? So I was having a slumber party at my house with my girls. And I was like, look, this is what I've been doing. Um, If I put this in a blog, would you guys be like interested in reading it? Because I don't want to repeat myself, but I'll put it in a, in a a platform on a platform where you guys can just learn. And so um, that's where it started just for my girlfriends. And, um, um, I was just sharing wow. like tips and tricks along the way, like little bite-sized things, like every yeah. day, like tips and tricks along the way. And then it just blew up. Like it wasn't it uh, intended to like be a business, but then next thing you know, people started reaching out to me to hear my story. And so it grew from there. And then just recently I, um, wanted to start a podcast about personal, personal finance, but I really wanted to start something for nurses. Mm-hmm. And I think that in personal finance, there is nothing out there like this for nurses. Yeah. And because I'm a nurse, I wanted to merge my two passions. And so I started my Nurses on Fire podcast. And so, you know, I am the face of personal finance for nurses and yes. um, hope to take that message globally. So That's amazing. So yeah. for, obviously, yeah. for, the, for you listening and watching, you obviously just heard. But if in case you didn't catch it, Nasima's a full-time nurse on top of the fact that she runs her business and has all this <laughs> other stuff. I mean, honestly, I don't know how you do it. You're a mom. You're, you own real estate. You got the business. You got the full-time job as a nurse. You out here saving coronavirus lives. I don't know how, <laughs> literally how you do it all, but like somehow you out here juggling a things and I'm just like hashtag goals I'm so in awe of of you doing this struggling act for real for real I could barely keep my life together on my own here I don't have no no dogs cats no babies and I can't keep it together anyway all all, all for that um yeah but you know that's amazing so you found a, a small group of people that you really identify with I mean small there's obviously a lot of nurses but in terms of you know narrowing it down to a specific niche of people nurses was your thing you're a full time nurse it's like all right let me help nurses um 
that really actually random thought that makes me think of this book, um, The Millionaire Next Door, which when I read that, one of the biggest things I found out about that book that shocked me was that medical professionals are the people that tend to, even though they have super high salary and income, do not have a high net worth. They end up having the most debt and the lowest accumulated net worth, which was shocking to me because I always see doctors in fancy cars with a nice office with, you know, a big house and Come to find out, most doctors and medical professionals, they don't have it. They don't have it like that. Yeah, so it's because of delayed gratification is that uh, I worked so hard for so long. Now, I, now I'm finally making the money. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's because of that. Like, instead of using it like, okay, I've been broke for so long. Now I can use this money to build wealth. It's like, now I've been broke for so long. I'm about to show everybody that I got it. I'm about to trick it off. So that's really right. what the mentality is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I understand that if you've been busting your butt, you did medical school. After that, you did your residency. You had to do go work. Out. I mean, that, that's like a decade of your life that you're just waiting to make money like that. Is, that is insane. The patience that it takes to be a doctor. I mean, I get it. But um, but it's kind of crazy because all they have to do is just say to yourself, like, all right, I'm going to just keep living like I'm still broke for like maybe another year or two. Get my situation with debt under control and then I could be chilling. Right. Like. Just another, hold really. on for another year or two. That's all. Yeah, really. And and really, it, it's just that year or two difference. It's yeah. just that year or two difference that really makes that biggest difference. You don't have to be frugal forever. You just have to make smart financial decisions for a couple of years. Just That's like right. my story. Like it really, like a million dollars in debt, you're like, oh my God, it really just takes like a couple of years of intentional yeah action in order to turn your whole finances around. And so like a lot of people just look at it like it's going to take forever. It's really not like usually on average, like especially like with getting out of debt, most people 24 months and under on average. Yes. And that's across the, the the spectrum of debt. So, wow. And you know that that's crazy because a lot of people do say they'll be like, oh, but it's going to take me forever to pay this off. You know, what's funny is if you crush it, if you get aggressive and crush it in two or three years or five years, let's say that's five years of your life versus 25 or 30 years making minimum payments or making smaller payments and, and giving them half of your life or like a third of your life. That's taking forever, taking forever to make payments. Yes. It doesn't take forever to get out of debt if you get aggressive with it. If you make it a, one of your top priorities in your life and you just put prioritize all your extra dollars and, and everything you can towards getting out of debt, I mean, you can do it. You really can. Yes, 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 you can. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's rough. I know a lot of people are in a mental space, but they're not trying to hear it. But, you know, if you are trying to hear it, know that it's possible. There's so many stories out there. I mean, Asim is just one of the wildest in terms of how much she was able to pay off and, and like a lot of the mistakes that she made coming back from those mistakes. But trust me, it is, you know, it is definitely possible. And there's so many resources out there, including Nasima's. So um, on that note, Nasima, if people are inspired by your story, if they're like, I can believe this, if they want to hear your podcast and follow you, where can they find you? Where can they go to reach out to you if they want to? So Instagram, Financially Intentional, Nurses on Fire. I have a bomb-ass Facebook group. <laughs> At, uh, just search group under Financially Intentional. And then make sure you check out the podcast, the Nurses on Fire podcast. And we do have a Nurses on Fire YouTube channel. So check that out. Awesome. All right. You guys heard it. Go check it out. Go find it. Take notes. This is literally like so much freaking content for you guys to consume, to learn and to just get inspired. That's the most important thing is that you get inspired. Um, all right. Awesome. And then Asima, one of the things I've been doing here on the show is just wrapping up with your money model, your money message, your money slogan, whatever the, the thing is that you want to call it. But we're going to take off whatever it says on the dollar bill. I think it says United States of America. Sorry, USA. We're going to wipe that off the dollar bill and we're going to replace it with your model. What do you want every 
$3 bill to say instead of USA on it. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. That's my model. For <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all better stay ready. Y'all better stay ready. She said it right here. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my goodness. I love that. I really love that. I'm going to put that on the dollar bill. I'm going to put your face on it and I'm going to tag you in it when I post it. So you can come find it. Um, and everybody else who out there who's listening, go ahead and follow Nasima. You know where to find her at um, and let her know if her story inspired you. Because I always like when people reach out to me to tell me that something that they heard or saw about me. I, I just love getting those positive messages. So don't be afraid to reach out to her. All right, Jen. Thank you, Nasima. <laughs> Have a good rest of your night. You're love welcome. You.